You know, I don't really get all of the hype behind tieflings. Yeah, I don't really either. The last time I ran into a tiefling, I got covered in ginseng and I smelled like it for the rest of the day. That'll happen. Welcome to the Roll for Insanity podcast. It's funny because it's a tea pun. <laughs> Get it? Think about it. Because it's flinging tea. Tea fling. Get it? Enough. I'll see Just myself out. Stop. <laughs> stop. You, you, you've buried yourself this tea time. fling. It's what happens when you dig a hole so deep that the top caves in on you. So I've never okay. had that happen, personally speaking. Yeah. I don't dig. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, we are... Uh, glad to have you back here today or if this is your first time thank you for uh, jumping in and giving us a listen uh, today we are down to uh, the dirty four and uh, we have today with us we have clay hey we've got ryan hello we've got joey hey and i'm kevin and uh, this is uh, the episode where we're going to talk more about the actual the game the mechanics the history um the future and pretty much right now the present so uh with that um i will switch it over to clay who has uh, some uh updates for us yes so for those of you that don't follow D things like i do like a colossal nerd you may not have heard but just i think this last week we got an announcement for a new source book you guys Ooh. i know exciting stuff you've heard of xanathar's guide to everything I now have. It's Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Wow. Is it Xanathar's Guide to Everything? Yeah. 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 Is it? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so this is a very original name. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. So this is a source book with a lot of new magical components, uh, and it looks like they took some stuff from UA, uh, which is Unearthed Arcana, which is something our dear friend Joey over there loves to talk about. Hey, Joey, what's UA? Yeah, give us a yeah. little background on that. What's uh, UA? It's playtest material that uh, Wizards will release every now and again up to the community to in, um, put into their own campaigns and test it and give them back feedback to see if they want to make it core. Like a sandbox. Yeah, like a sandbox. Kinda, you know, let, yeah. let you try it out and, and see if it's broken or way overpowered. Yeah, yeah. The, the new classes are kind of like the sand. And, um, you know, the, the new spells are like sand. And the and new items? They're like sand. sand. <laughs> in the sandbox. I hate sand. It's Me rough. too. And it's coarse. And irritating. <laughs> and it gets everywhere. It. <laughs> yeah. So this is a, a new source book with a lot of new magical elements to it. Um, it goes over some new stuff with the artificer. It's got some new magical items. A couple of new spells, I want to say. Um, it, it's just got a bunch of stuff. So I thought we would go over a couple of those things. Because um, I can read the list of some of the things that are already confirmed. I don't know what most of it means, and <laughs> I bet you guys know what most of it means, so we can help each other get excited. What are you most excited for, Clay? I honestly, the one thing I did read from this that I was really excited about was called Group Patrons. So, just like in any normal campaign, you can have a patron deity, um, and they'll give you, what, bonuses or effects or things that you kind of follow, but with Group Patrons... If you have the same patron as other people in your group, and I think there are specifically group patrons that you can uh, pray to or follow, um, you can actually give other party members with the same group patron advantages on checks a couple times a day, which I think is really cool. Um, and it's I think it's got a lot of utility to it, too. 
Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I could definitely see, like, DMs kind of, like, teeing up for, like, an Inquisition campaign where, you know, everybody plays a bunch of Inquisitors who all share, like, the same religion. No one expects a Tiefling Inquisition. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) There's tea everywhere. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) one day you're just sitting down, next you're covered in scalding leaf juice. Yeah. Yeah. I think think that's going to be really interesting, though. Um, yeah, so that was one. Uh, another thing I found that just sounds awesome is new things called magic environments. So one of the magic environments that was confirmed is called an Eldritch Storm, which is like, it's a storm full of undead beings, which just sounds awesome. I'm just picturing a storm cloud full of, you know, zombies. And just that sounds amazing. Zombies. It reminds me a lot of... Um, men, you would say? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me a lot of uh, The Wild Hunt from The Witcher 3, if any of you know about that. I don't. Basically, The Wild Hunt are uh, a bunch of skeleton people that um, show up and they steal people. Ooh. Long story short, I haven't played through all of The Witcher 3, so I'm sorry for my ignorance <laughs> for anyone that's a fan of that oh game. If you're a fan of The Witcher 3 and you know the lore better than I do, this episode is dedicated to you. Oh my goodness, I just read this, and I should have noticed it earlier. There's something called a mimic colony, where literally everything is a mimic. <laughs> this is now, this is canon. There is an environment oh. that you can encounter where nothing you touch is not a mimic. Hey, I have one of those in my campaign. I was just going to ask if <laughs> you yeah, had already had that it, set up. It's the tavern. It's the tavern. <laughs> <laughs> That's not okay. It was actually the smallest warehouse, the one you guys barely missed. <laughs> what do I... Do mimics eat other mimics? Is that a Assumedly thing? Assumedly not. So they can just hang out and they're like, nah, I don't want to eat you. I'll eat well, anything else that touches me, but not you. Well, well that's kind of weird that there's a colony of them because they're supposed to be isolated creatures. It's like mimics by themselves. Well, guess what, Joey? What? They, they Tasha's cauldron of everything. Whoa! Ah. They're social now. Ooh. <laughs> they are evolving. Mimics working <laughs> together? It must be the end days. <laughs> That that honestly sounds like a D and D apocalypse. <laughs> when yeah, mimics all stop and they're like, we could we could work together. <laughs> we can make like an entire house full of no, things that aren't no, as they appear. I want to be the chest. You be the stool this time. <laughs> what? I had to be the stool last time. Can't I be like the forks? Guys, mommy mimic said we have to take turns. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's something else. The one of the other things we were talking a few episodes back about uh, and an unearthed arcana that Joey was really particular for, which was magic tattoos. And that is now officially canon. They have kept that, and it's in with Tasha's Cauldron. Um, I'm really, really excited to see what they do with that. Yeah, Yeah. I've always loved the idea of magical tattoos, and the fact that it's finally becoming core is really exciting. Yeah, just you're not playing that character anymore. Bummer. Well, I mean, we'll come back around to him. Yeah. They this what I'm reading through is kind of just a summary. I think they had a, a release or they did some sort of stream or something where they kind of started talking about some of the things that we can expect from it. Uh, and someone was nice enough to take down notes, which is uh, somebody on Reddit called Lexi Jeed. So thank you, Lexi thank Jeed. you, Lexi Jeed. What a you hero. This episode is also dedicated to you. Well, two we dedications, you, Lexi Jeed. Um, so there was that. What was the other thing that I was looking at just now? Oh, so with those tattoos. One of them gives you um, bonus AC, even if you're unarmored, hmm. which seems really cool, especially if you're like monks. Um, yeah, that would definitely be, yep. Be awesome. Oh, man. A lot of new magic items, uh, ranging from just regular, uncommon, straight up to legendary. Some now, kind of 
this um, is this in book form already? Is it out or it's not out? It's going to be released in November, so you okay, can go so online and pre-order them now if you're interested. Like November seventeenth. Yeah, so mm-hmm. and I have a feeling we'll all still be you know in quarantine, so that'd be a great book to get and you know just yeah. to read. Just study it. It's going to yeah. be so, great. Uh, it's 197 pages. I want to say you're going to get that right. 192. Right? So I can uh, just do probably. That for you real quick. I'll okay. probably yeah, buy it. it. Cool. You keep all your books here, anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, if you guys want to buy me some source books, uh, mm. not the listeners, obviously, I don't expect anything from you. But you know, if you're looking for like um, birthday gifts next year, I'm still missing uh, Explorer's Guide to Wild Mount, the Eberron source book. Um, <laughs> I got you a D and D T shirt for your birthday. Hey, I love that T shirt. It's a good T shirt. It's a great T shirt. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Uh. Da, 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 da. Sidekicks. Sidekicks. This sounds interesting. So they were in UA before. Um. They're NPCs that are controlled by the DM or the players, and they can be customized. Interesting. So, it's similar to like a familiar, but I'm guessing not nearly as fleshy and destroyable. I wonder. That just sounds like an NPC with extra steps. Yeah, it is an NPC with extra well, steps. You it's know, and I'm wondering of, if it reminds me of like a higher lane, but like stronger. I'm and I'm wondering if it's for more uh, along the lines of a you know a smaller campaign where you don't have right where a you lot might only have like two players and, or right. something. Yeah. So if you had two, you could expand that to four. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that would make sense. I can't imagine a character controlling. You know, more than two characters, though. And this is another thing, and I think this is a really cool idea. There's a sidekick class. So that's for new players that don't really know what they're doing yet. They can be another player who's more experienced sidekick. So that player is sort of running things, but so the sidekick gets to be a They can kind of sit, good. like, backseat and yeah. learn how to play the game. So, I mean, it's exactly. kind of like metagaming, but uh, legally. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, you've got somebody, a mentor, who's kind of walking you through it. Mm. Yeah, so you're, That's cool. you're following that person. You hit the monster like, like really this. Cool. Watch. <laughs> okay, I was wrong. Uh, oh. It's it's really so cool. They're basically like your squire. Yeah, yeah, that's squire. what it sounds like. Yeah. And there's new DM tools. There's a session zero DM tool. Oh, good. Cool. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's something cool. I've been really passionate about. So I'm glad they're like you know actually putting that out there. Like, hey. Yeah. Session zero is kind of an important thing. Well, yeah, nah. I mean, it's uh, like I said, you know, back in the days, it was you know just get in, play, and that was it. Now that uh, with the backstories and y- you know, y'all y- meet at a tavern. I mean, yeah, that still happens, Joey. It's just a bit more involved. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, it, it there's a lot more to it. Yeah. You know? Uh, another thing that they're adding a lot new, a lot more new puzzles and traps that you can put in, and apparently a lot of the puzzles require teamwork. They're not just solo puzzles. That's a you know that's a really good one because I think there are a lot of DMs that you know I'm not going to say they're not creative, but you know trying to come up with a trap unless oh, yeah. it's one that you've seen. You're, like you know, I struggle with puzzles. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. You know, I actually kind of like that. You know, yeah. that's it, I probably should have put a lot more into. Uh, the last campaign because I really didn't do that for you guys. No, you just did a lot of traps and chests that I was trying to open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. From having loot, we beat yeah. up a lot of people. Yeah, and that was most of the campaign. That from was my pretty much. Yeah, that pretty much was. That's okay. A murder hobo campaign can yeah. be nice. Yeah, and then so. there was role play at the beginning and the end. Yeah. And everything in the middle was just, yeah, hack and slash. Yep. Yeah. I was role-playing the whole time. You guys just didn't know. <laughs> no one bothered to ask me why I kept touching my ring every time I did something. It my character wouldn't have cared. I know. Yeah, yeah. sorry. And that's fine. And then you gave it to me. I, th- I think did. I still have it. You probably Your character probably still I does. I think he does. Yeah. 
That's right. Okay. That one, uh, yeah, that one took on, on a whole new uh, life of its own. So we'll see how that one pirates, goes. Pirates, pirates, pirates. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it, it was just a mechanic to get you there, and it, you guys d- taken over. But anyway. Yeah. So, but I uh, think that the the traps and puzzles. That's a really good one. Yeah, um, it is. You know, if if you guys remember. I think it was your, was it your 18th birthday? Yeah. We, we played d and for 18 hours. Yeah, an 18 that hour awesome. session. <laughs> yeah, boy, man, I was tired after that I one. I don't think we could ever do something like that again. I don't know. Yeah. Don't well. challenge me. Are <laughs> <laughs> you volunteering to campaign. DM? I'd play. I'll do it. Yeah. I think that would be, you know, but that one was, uh, if you remember the uh, three silos. And right. I thought that one was, uh, you know, that was a pretty. I still don't remember how that puzzle worked. Yeah. I don't think I ever figured it out. It was, uh, yeah, there was... I think we just pulled levers until it worked. You pretty much <laughs> did. You guys, you just, you, you, I heard a click. Okay, leave that one. Go to the next yeah. one. <laughs> but, I mean, fun. that was, you know, things like that actually are pretty cool. I mean, if you really think about it. Yeah, they are. So it, Especially, if, like, if the players know that they're working on a puzzle, right. I can really take you out of the moment. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, my problem when you did that is I was so new, I didn't know you were giving me a puzzle. <laughs> I was just like, the lever didn't do anything, whatever, and yeah. I left. Yeah. So, if I, I would be, Joey, this is not me hinting, at, I'm not trying to railroad your campaign, but if you give me a puzzle, I may want to hold your hand well, a little the, bit during the campaign. The problem with that is you guys are going to have to leave the tavern. We'll leave it, I'm, I, whoa, I swear. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, that's Wait kind a of a deal breaker. <laughs> guys, it's, it's just a tavern. Not just a Don't tavern. Hurt me. That's well, where everything started. <laughs> Some of us have uh, have uh, residents in this uh, campaign, and that works out pretty well. The rest of us uh, apparently are living in the tavern, so that's why we had to come back. That's I true. never bothered to check to see if I actually had a home in the city, but I think it's easier <laughs> to just say that I don't. <laughs> I just kind of wander wonder. around. I'll sleep wherever. You're actually homeless. You've never even been a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been a homeless guy. Here's the homeless man. guy with a weapon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, so that's Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. It comes out November 17th. Um, thank you, Wizards. This sounds really interesting. Pre-order uh, now. Yeah, pre-order it and support Wizards. Not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> Not sponsored, but we'd like to be. I homeless. promise I'll stop criticizing you as much. Wizards um, hit us up. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I've got today. That was Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Um Anybody else got anything they'd like to talk about? Well, in that vein, yeah. you know, we, I, I think that Wizards has done a fantastic job. I mean, they, yeah. they could have just turned it into a cheesy, you know, just, you know, sit, sit, just kicking books out, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think that you know, Wizards has really gone the extra mile. Um, the, one of their, you know, the, the crowning jewel is, uh, you know, the fifth edition. And you know, I told you guys I was not comfortable i didn't want to change i three and a half was perfect just leave it alone i mean i was actually happy with ad and d but you know we had uh, to drag the the dwarf from three and a half yeah, to so five he wasn't sure well you never know you know that could be you know, the dwarf hey, could be stripped you, you get a whole know. extra five movement in fifth i edition. do i saw that i went from <laughs> 20 to 25 that's exciting that's Ooh. huge trust that's me uh, i'm still right up there with the gnome who could only <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fine <laughs> But, uh, you know, and um, I'm getting my first taste at Pathfinder. Never really had a, an urge to do that. Um, uh, Ryan and I are in a separate campaign with uh, some other friends that uh, started a campaign and uh, decided to do Pathfinder. Nobody has ever played Pathfinder. Uh, the DM. I have, actually. Well, yeah, that's right. Okay, Pathfinder. you're the He's only run one. run Pathfinder. Yeah, yeah, I did run one Pathfinder campaign yeah. for, like, maybe 
two sessions on those. Yeah, that's <laughs> and I'm kind of getting the idea. It's um, it, I'm not going to say it's it's different. What do you um, think? Though it's pretty close to three point five. It right? is it's closer to three point five, but then it throws in you know the different uh, some of the elements that you're going to find in like five E. Right, know, like uh, move silently and hide being put into one skill as stealth. Stealth, right, and then and then you know then they have the Orisons and. Uh, um, cantrips right and, and those are you don't spend them anymore which is more akin to fifth edition right but you still have to prepare them which means you don't get access to your full spell list at any right given they have time. to be prepared you know uh, even though you can use them as many times as you want but uh, you know so there is a little bit of difference uh, a lot more um prep on that one i guess just because <laughs> i'm a little more familiar with 5e now and you know of course 3.5 is in my veins so pathfinder i just found a little more um, I don't know. I'm not going to say convoluted, but it definitely there's just it, it, there's a lot to it. Yeah. And from it, what I could tell from uh, hanging out with Ryan while he was making his character, there's a lot more <laughs> customization to it. Yeah, there is. So yeah. There, the interesting way that Pathfinder works is they have these things called archetypes, and they're very similar to how subclasses work in Fifth Edition. But the thing is, they aren't mandatory. If you don't want to take an archetype, you don't have to. Um, but when you do take one, it replaces a certain skill that your class would normally get, but it's not always the same skill. So I'm playing a, a Magus character, and so you get these things called Magus Arcana, I think is what they're called, and so I took an archetype that replaces one of those, but there are a bunch of other archetypes for Magus that might replace other different abilities or skills, like um, my dad is playing a war priest, yep. and he took an archetype for a cult leader. Yeah, um, <laughs> didn't realize that was going to be a whoops. <laughs> and the thing is, that changes your proficiencies. So he's no longer proficient with heavy armor, now he has to wear light armor. And he's no longer proficient with all martial weapons, he only gets like a select amount. And so basically taking an archetype completely changes your character and can replace like one key element of it. Um, and the fact that it's not mandatory means that you specifically have to figure out how to work that into your class. Um, yeah, so, so you're, you're, you're moving forward, you pick an archety the archetype, and then it's like, oh, darn, okay, so that, that takes this and, and, and changes this. Um, there's uh, one of them. The uh, not only did I lose my proficiency, but it also I lost my favorite weapon. Right. You know, and so and there's a so you you move forward and it's like, ah, darn. <laughs> yeah. Three steps back. Okay, so I'll change that. Then you go through and it's like, well, no, I don't want that at all. So you get to go, now you can you know erase, 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 erase. Right, and, and it's, it's different than fifth edition where you have like specified slots for like right. your archetype or, your, or not your archetype, your subclass. Right. So like I, I guess it would be a roguish archetype in the case of like rogue, right? So at third level, you know, you're going to get to pick your roguish archetype, which is either thief, uh, assassin, or arcane trickster in the core, um, like the player's handbook. And so you know at third level you're going to pick one of those. But archetypes, you can pick up whenever you want. Or again, you could never pick one up at all in the entire time that you play your character. And so it's just a lot harder to integrate all of those elements into your character sheet if you're used to, like, you know the book holding your hand basically and so it's a lot more like hey just go figure it out the resources are in the book you just got to go find them so so it it, it it's like a step above 3.5 i think it, it pushed you one step farther 
because now right. you have all these different factions and, and, you know, splints, you know, that you can go in different directions. Don't so get me wrong. I totally enjoyed it. I love having that it's like much crazy customization. Right. Well, and you, you can really make a character that suits you. Right. You know, that and they're like different traits that you can take, um, different like racial modifiers. So like, let's say you don't want low light vision, but you want dark vision as like an elf or something. You could trade out your low light vision for dark vision but that would maybe give you like sunlight sensitivity. And so there are like so many different things, like your race can have so many different modifiers that you can right. change. And like classes have so many different ways that you can build them. And it just kind of all culminates into this. There's so much customization that you can do. And it really like, if you have a specific idea of a character in your head, there's almost certainly a way to achieve that. Yeah, I mean, I looked at my list of feats, and I mean, there's like twenty, you know, and I've like you got two feats. No, no, that's that's why I'm so slow. Oh. I have that many feet. It takes a long time to get moving. <laughs> but uh, like you were saying, the, the one of them was a cave dweller or something like that, and because you you know, as a dwarf, you spent your entire life underground. Your you know your like you're saying your night vision is now 120 feet, but you're blinded when you surface so you know you got all these dwarves you know hanging out with sunglasses apparently you know so i mean it's great if you've got if your campaign is going to be nothing but underground and dungeon crawls fine but you know and then you know it's always that that give and take because we will have a campaign and we'll you know somebody always wants to be the druid oh god i'd be a druid i want those animals you know i want i love nature and then they get into, you know, basically into the, the, the town or, you know, into a cavern. It's like, well, squat, that nothing works in here, you know. I mean, they're very limited, you know. So that, you know, so that now they're all, you know, they, they feel oppressed and, you know, they're, they're mad at everybody. But then you take all these, these you know, the cave dwellers and, the you know, the, the other ones that can do much better in that situation and you put them out in the wilderness where there's no cover now you have the wizard who is out in the middle of nowhere and he's got six hit points and you know and a rat comes up and bites him on a leg he loses half his hit points i mean things like that just happen so i think so i mean you know i mean it's life yeah it it really is pathfinder sounds really really interesting i don't know why that actually that brought up a question for me um, going back a little bit earlier, uh, talking about the new traps and puzzles mm-hmm. for you guys, what um, what's been like your favorite uh, puzzle that you've put in or seen in a campaign, and maybe a trap that you actually fell for without realizing it? You know, there, I'm curious. There was this one that I read. I don't remember where it's from, but I'm pretty sure it's from a core book, and it's a puzzle that was made by a like jester, um, I believe. And basically the gist is you come into this room that has a ramp and at the top of it is a giant spherical boulder and it rolls down the ramp and then at the bottom, when it reaches the bottom, a portal opens up and the boulder goes through it and then another portal opens up at the top of the ramp (laughs) and the boulder comes out again. Now, it seems really simple, but the thing is the boulder keeps going faster and faster every single time that it goes through. And so if you're too hesitant or you wait too long to stop it, then it builds up in a crazy amount of damage and um, it'll just like kill you outright. (laughs) Um, And so the obvious way to like stop it is by, you know, using something that 
like wall of force for instance is a good one where you can just summon a wall in front of it and it keeps the boulder from moving and then it gives you time to like figure out how to get around it and everything but yeah that's one of my favorite <laughs> ones that i've ever read that's that's pretty interesting what about you kevin um i think one of my favorite ones was uh, a buddy of mine uh dan who was the one who introduced me to D and D back in the Stone Ages, and uh, he had one that uh, to get to the other side. It was a bridge that was uh, it was a circular uh, cavern that went straight down. So it was kind of think of it like um, a turntable for uh, locomotives. Okay. Um, so it's perpendicular to you. The only way to get it to turn was by hitting. There was a um, a post that stuck out of the ground at the far end and on it was a, a horizontal the, the vertical post and then a horizontal posted lashed to that yeah. and a basket made out you know just kind of on one end hmm. you had to you had to throw so this basket was facing this way and this basket if I remember and we're talking you know 30 plus years ago yeah. but it was so that it would spin so you'd have to throw a rock and it would spin it around and on it was a gear so this thing would slowly, but I mean, you had to, it was like an 18 or higher to hit the basket. Oh, geez. So you can imagine how long. Just so it was plinking no rocks way. That's it. That's basically what it was. Or you could shoot, you know, you could you know, maybe use a bolt and try it that way. But if you broke it, you know, it wouldn't right. work. But I mean, that one, and that one was just, you know, it was mind numbing because, you know, and this is, you know, back in the day, we didn't have, um, uh, dice jails, you know, you you had a cursed dice, that was it, and pretty much everybody had maybe one set of dice at that time, okay. and so you know you, there were a lot of cursed dice at that time. And I mean, the thing is, like, if you had come into that in real life, there's no way to outsmart that. It's and just, that's the, exactly it. it. You're yeah. just going to be painstakingly throwing rocks right. at a basket until it, you get one. You know, you know, this is back in the era though when you know the DMs were a little more because they wanted you know more play. You know the the gauntlet of ogre strength, the uh, boots of invisibility, the uh, the boots of uh, Springy, levitation, springing and striding. Right, but the levitation was a good one because you know you can just you you could have walked you to hover the other over side. there and just slap at the basket. Right, or you just sit there, you just you know you spin right. it around. But I mean, it didn't work that way. So I mean, you know, so and of course I think you know that was his evil plan is just to you know I think I think he was reading a book while we were doing this. So. Mm. Yeah. I think the guy, yeah, that sounds more like uh, mental roll? torture than anything. Would you roll? 15? Ah, oh, you missed. Yep. Keep rolling, you'll get there. <laughs> there was a visual component to that joke, which I <laughs> feel like I should explain to our <laughs> listeners here, because we are not, in fact, a visual medium. When I said that, I pantomimed turning a page in a book. <laughs> mm. Nathan, if you could put a graphic of me turning a page in a book, that would be great. That's not <laughs> I can dream. What about you, Joey? Uh, I haven't uh, experienced too many See, that's, puzzles. That's the problem. I think that, you know, I think this is why they put it in there. That I put puzzles in my campaign, Joey. You died on one of them. Tell us about what? that puzzle, Joey. Oh, yeah. So th- th- I'm, I'm very interested now. How did you do that? Well, he died oh. before the puzzle was found. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Aww. Yeah. So I haven't experienced a puzzle. I guess he hasn't experienced a puzzle. He was he was telling the truth. Yeah, well, okay. it was totally clear. Kieran hasn't experienced a puzzle. Kieran. Joey <laughs> has. I got I got to watch my party experience a puzzle. <laughs> great. So here's a good one then, Joey. Tell us your favorite trap. I'm sure you've seen plenty of those. <laughs> um, being able to kill a a, a Teostra 
by not a because you're Donald's lock. Oh yeah. That's that's great. Yeah. That's, it's yeah. it's uh what it's not that? it's not a trap. The <laughs> trap was our stupidity. Oh that was good. It. Okay. Um. I mean, if, I feel like it went beyond stupidity. I literally told you guys in and out of character that you were going to die if you pursued this, and you did anyway, so whatever. What does he know? It He's was just RP. the DM. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We were following the RP. We beat one. We could beat another. That, you know, that that was you should have given incentive points for that one. I mean, he died. Your inspiration. So died inspiration. That's the inspiration yeah. points. That's yeah. what I meant. Inspiration is yeah. player based, not character. That's right. Yeah, that's fine. Anywho. Um, well, but that's the player playing the character. Well, yeah, but um, I, <laughs> <laughs> the players were stupid. They didn't deserve inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve to die. In that okay. Sport. Dead character. Yeah, I'm not sorry died. about that TPK. Oh, Near man. TPK. Now, what about you, Clay? Mm, favorite trap that I've run into. I'm, you know. I haven't run in any many puzzles. Uh, the ones that I have run into, like I said, I didn't recognize right away. Um, <laughs> my favorite trap, I always really love the traps that put me in a spot where I have to work really hard to do something simple. So you like to hide <laughs> a lot of these little lock-dissolving things. Any time I tried to pick a chest, they were yep. everywhere in the last campaign. I remember that. Well, and that was because you really weren't supposed to go in there. You weren't quite ready to I was get ready. to that point. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> we were ready. And yeah. they would just dissolve the lock. And I think I think it's a, a good DM tool as well. If you really don't want somebody, like if you've got a, a sneaky rogue like me, Who's trying to get into every locked room? Oh, sorry, you just broke your lock. No, I think no, no. even worse, you have it dissolve their lock picking tools too. Ooh, that's true. Ooh. And the funny thing is, I think at that point it still didn't stop us. We just tore the door down. <laughs> yeah, we literally <laughs> yeah, came the crowbars in the yep. middle of an inn in yep. the morning. Oh, there was nobody there. Not mm. yet, but it no. was still a public inn. They were closed. Sure, they uh. were. We just tore the door down painstakingly. Board by board with crowbars, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, the crowbars did come out. You shouldn't have told me there was a door there. I know. That's your fault. It's okay. It worked. You know, and you yeah. never, you guys never did explore the other side. No. And see, the fun thing about my rogues is that we don't check for traps. Yes, think we know that. No, yeah, you, <laughs> run head, you run headlong into the room until you trigger a trap. Right. He looks like a rogue, but he plays like a barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> You well, check you for traps by activating them. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. You know, barbarians used to get like trap sense and trap finding yeah. in three point five. So <laughs> maybe yeah. that would be more up your alley. <laughs> See, what I I'm, I play my characters a lot like I play Call of Duty. I just run straight in <laughs> and I just start killing things. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know what? Maybe a barbarian would be the best for you. I probably would play a barbarian really well, but I like to talk a bit too much to play a. Yeah, barbarians barbarian. usually aren't uh, on you the intelligence side. Yeah, then. You just won't be smart. Don't no. Can yeah, you imagine having a barbarian with high charisma, no intelligence, no wisdom, that's strength, and constitution? That's the level I mean, idiot. Yeah, that's I mean, the type that, of uh, that barbarian would be, I would play. That's like that um, would be incredible. Like Dave the barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, Dave. I love that. He's not yeah. very bright, but he can hold his own in a fight. Yeah. So keep that in mind. You Good might go. want to try that next time. You, you can, you know, in what is it? Uh, 
with 5e, you can learn how to pick locks and everything and still be a barbarian. Yeah, that's true. You can just do out of yeah, you just need the tool class. proficiency. I yeah. think you can get just, it from criminal. Just play a barbarian that thinks he's a rogue. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that would be really good. <laughs> just punching the locks and they break. Well, that's what happens. In. About you know, yeah. after about two minutes of trying to pick it, no, no, if you don't about. Yeah, you have like a mall, and you're like, "What's that? Oh, this is my lock pick." <laughs> <laughs> I had a black knight fighter that thought he was a rogue. His lock picking tools were a crowbar. Jeez. Yeah. Oh. Blueford. Oh, yeah. man. I don't like that you two said that in that way. <laughs> <laughs> it was a character that he had originally made for something I was going to run, I think, and then Rogue Caleb campaign. ended up doing it. So. Well, that's good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Clay, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, that was some really good stuff, uh, some fodder for us. Um, we did lie uh, two sessions ago. We were going to get into the... <laughs> The critical roles, and uh, we totally forgot to do that. And this is the second episode. You can't keep saying critical role. Everyone's gonna think it's a podcast. Sorry, there was an S. Critical roles, uh, either a critical one that is fail, or a critical roll of a twenty, which is uh, apparently superhuman. So we'll have to. Yeah. We we definitely will have to do that the next uh, episode. Uh, So if we remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah, We're not too (laughs) good. Well, we did say that the, most of us have AD and D, so oh, we have AD and D. Oh, see, welcome to the Roll for Insanity podcast. <laughs> uh, anyway, folks, that uh, that's going to bring us to the end uh, this time. Um, we will uh, throw it out to Ryan one more time. Give us uh, our uh, media uh, and website points, and uh, we'll go from there. Hey, uh, I'm still Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Um, and uh, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been like, man, this podcast that I'm currently listening to right now, I'd like to know more about it. <laughs> I do that all the time. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank because you. this podcast that you, yes, you. Me? Yes. Whoa. That you're listening to right now, we have a website. We have a website? We have a website. And you Whoa. can go to it and find out more information about your favorite podcast, Roll for Insanity. Where would I go for such a thing, Ryan? Oh, well, you would go to www.roll4insanity.com. Com. Whoa. That's rollforinsanity.com. Do I need to do the www first? I Probably. <laughs> it's pretty important. Okay. Keep going. You know, you can put an HTTPS colon slash slash in front of that Ooh. too. I know. Pretty fancy. Exciting. Anyway, you know what we have on that website? What do we have? Links to all of our social media accounts. I love links, especially when they're with Zeldas. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> These are the jokes, folks. Um we also have a uh, little section where you can give feedback on any of the episodes, anything that you'd like to see or anything that you wanted to comment on. You can uh, send that in on our website. Uh, we also have a place where you can sign up for the newsletter so you can get notifications about new episodes being released and other information that we might want to share with you. Uh, we also have a section for new uh, and upcoming players where we recommend a lot of different gear to get you started. Uh, a lot of it is pretty cheap, and so it's easy to get into. Uh, but we also have all the source books on there, your player mats, everything that you could ever want. Oh my gosh, that's that's everything that I could possibly need. Thank you so much. And where was that again? That's www.roll4insanity.com. But Ryan, what if I don't have a computer? What if I only have this little cell phone with Instagram on it? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked, Clay, because first of all, our site has a mobile function. <gasps> Ooh, wow. We love that. Thanks, so Nathan, exciting. for getting that all figured out. But also, we have an Instagram account. 
Whoa, anything else? Um, a Twitter account? Really? A Facebook account? What's that? And potentially more. Ooh. I think we have a blog. Whoa, we I'm don't. not sure. <laughs> I don't think we do. I feel like Nathan <laughs> told us that we had a blog at one That's point. That's really depressing. <laughs> I don't know. I think, okay. I think Nathan's but you the can only one find out. to use it. Thanks, Nathan. Um, Whoa. <laughs> roll the number four insanity.com. We'll see you next week, folks.